the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Try to comport yourself with dignity, please. We do have the Bishop of Pittsburgh coming on here in a few minutes, so please, you know, as I said, comport yourself with dignity. I've been trying to tell you since we went on the air here a week and a half ago, just about anything goes on the John Stoggerwald show, which uh, you have just joined. I'll explain later why we asked the bishop to come on. He could probably talk about the big story in high school sports today, but we won't ask him about that, or maybe we will. I don't know. I might sneak it in there. But anyway, it's a big story, and it may involve a lot of stupidity, and to me it goes beyond sports. That's why I'm talking about it here. There are a lot of coaches who have been upset for a while about the uh, the private schools, mostly Catholic having an advantage over the public schools because they're not affected by geography. Central Catholic can bring in kids from anywhere, for example. And uh, the PIAA is trying to cut down on phony transfers. So kids who transfer in their 10th, 11th, and 12th, 10th, 11th, or 12th uh, grade years are not going to be able to play in the postseason now uh, unless they can prove a hardship, and that could be interesting. Uh, there'll be a lot of creative ways to try to do that. But there is a, there's actually a point system they're coming up with. Four points are awarded to a team that makes it to the, makes it to the state championship game, three for the semis, two for the quarterfinals, and then you get one point for qualifying for the PIAA playoffs. So if a school accumulates six points over a two-year period and has six transfer players, which is the limit for football, and three, which is the limit for basketball, it will have to move up in classification. So if you're quad A, you move up to 5A or 5A up to 6A. I don't know if they – but at some point they'll have it up to 12A they keep going but of course what they're trying to do here is discourage schools from recruiting players and you you can't get around it by saying that you know you're living with grandma and that's not going to work even if the family moves into the district the kid will be ineligible and points will be charged to the school and then those points you add them up uh they and they add up to the right number you're getting bumped up in classification they're trying to reduce the dominance of some teams in high school sports and um, well basically not basically only uh, football and basketball because they're the two biggies so uh, even if the family moves into the district the kids going to be ineligible and points are going to be charged it would have to be because of a change in employment now of course that opens up another issue which is if they really want to cheat they get uh, one of the parents a nice job in the district and they have to move in there and that happens Um, so uh, you know, if the parents can no longer afford to pay for pay for a private school, they can also move in and and uh, and not lose eligibility. So, if a kid's going to Central Catholic, they can say, "Ah, we can't afford to pay for it anymore. We're transferring out. We're going to go to North Allegheny, and my son wants to play football." And that kind of happened when Joey Porter's uh, kids uh, left north catholic uh, before last season and didn't lose eligibility which they should have lost after joey porter and uh uh and well the 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 coach was fired and uh gilden jason gilden was the coach he was fired and joey porter pulled his kids out of north catholic for some reason they were able to avoid the the ineligibility for having from having transferred so that's the kind of stuff that happens but uh but but really it brings me to something that I think is really dumb and maybe a, a little un-American, which is why I brought it up. Why shouldn't a family be able to make the decision to move into another school district based only on football or basketball? I mean, what if they had a kid who was a really good tuba player and the band at his school didn't have tubas? Or if the kid's a good good actor and wants to go to a school with really a really good drama department. You know, he wants to be in Kiss Me Kate at the school down the road. Uh, suppose a kid's really good quarterback. And he's playing behind a kid who's a high school All-American. 
there, it's, it is possible that a kid could be a really good quarterback, but not as good as the guy who's a great, great one who's about to get a scholarship to Notre Dame, which I think happened at a school around here uh, not too long ago, Pine Richland, as a matter of fact. So uh, why is it wrong for the parents to move to a district where their son can play and maybe get a scholarship that could save him a couple hundred thousand bucks? And if he sits on the bench and sits behind this kid, uh, they have a great backup quarterback at the high school, but the kid, it could affect his life for the rest of his life. So uh, I think it's dumb. Um, it's America, and the PIAA is acting like the USSR, you know, not allowing freedom of movement. It's only football, or in some cases only basketball, I guess, but there are a lot of coaches out there who don't like the idea of schools like Central Catholic being allowed to uh, play for championships against teams that are limited by geography. What people don't take into account is that Central Catholic has other obstacles. For starters, there are no girls there. I don't know if you knew that. So a coach has to find a kid who's a really good football player uh, going through puberty who's willing to sit in class with only boys. You know, if you're a football player in high school, uh, the chicks tend to like you, I think. I think they used to. I don't know if it's politically correct to point that out anymore, but, I, I you know, it used to be the case. So if you're the, if you're the high school quarterback... And or just a star high school football player, it's kind of I, I I wasn't one of those, but I'm guessing that it's pretty cool to be that if you're in high school because the girls like you. So you're saying to the kid, hey, you don't need girls, just come over here and play football. So it's it's not quite as as easy as um, some of the other coaches think it is for Central Catholic to recruit these kids. Um, and, and they're all wearing ties, by the way. You have to wear a tie to class at Central Catholic. Not a lot of kids want to do that. I'm sure there are kids who are like juniors and seniors in high school who have never had a tie on and wouldn't know how to tie one if they had to put one on. So I'm pretty sure the kids at the public schools are wearing shorts and T-shirts, and it's in Oakland, which means a kid, instead of hopping on the school bus in front of his house, has to put up with rush hour traffic every morning on his way to school. Now, there's a solution to the problem of the Catholic schools winning too much. Uh, Go back to the Catholic League. There was one of those back in the dark ages when I was in high school, uh, and it was great. And it could be made up of Catholic schools from all over the state. There aren't enough Catholic schools in the city to do what they did a long time ago when they had a really good city, a Pittsburgh Catholic League. But there are great teams all around the state, and it could be just the best football and basketball teams in the state. It would require uh, some more traveling, but that's not going to bother anybody that much. And it would actually help the schools recruit players even more. But bottom line, Parents should be able to move into another school district for any reason. It should be nobody's business. And if you have a bad football coach and a bad football team, here's an idea. Get a better coach. A kid who might be good enough to get a scholarship could be passed over because he plays in a terrible program. As I said, I don't think we'll be talking to Bishop Zubik about any of this after the break unless he jumps in and volunteers it. He's here to talk about a statue of the Virgin Mary in New Mexico that has been crying, and nobody can explain it. Maybe he can when we come back. We get many people that have not gotten well with traditional medicine. At the medicine shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills, good health is often a gut-level decision. About 70 to 85 percent of your immune system's in the gut. As a child, your thymus gland is actually your immune system, and babies are born with hardly any flora or minimal amounts. And through exposure to dirt, things they suck on, their mom's antibodies they get from breast milk gradually just builds up over time. Always start with the gut. When you have somebody has an illness, the normal bacterial balance that's supposed to be there is typically not there. They could have yeast overgrowth, parasites. They could have just an imbalance of bacteria. And many times that's just evaluated by history or we can do further testing that they can do at home. We look at a systems-based approach. So you have your immune system, your GI, hormones, energy, cardiometabolic, and all those systems work together. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop, 888-865-9595. Catch a wave at Walden 
Waterworld opens at 11 a.m. with a variety of exciting body and tube slides like the amazing Cannonball two-person slide. Plus, there's a massive wave pool, the action-packed Battle of Lake Erie water playground, the fun-filled kids zone for younger guests and their parents, an endless river, and more. Waldemere opens at noon with a wide variety of thrill rides, family rides, and kiddie land. Plus, midway and arcade games, gift shops, and delicious treats like funnel cakes, cotton candy, and refreshing Dippin' Dots. All parking is free. And remember, still time to get your season pass. It's your best value. For discounted tickets, Wally cards, and rental of cabana Umbrellas and lockers, visit Waldemere.com. Catch a wave, catch a day at Waldemere. Your wet and wild summer getaway. Excitement waits for you at Waldemere. Waldemere in Erie, PA. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-316-8744. 800-316-8744. Don't wait. Call now. 800-316-8744. 800-316-8744. Even though the 4th of July is behind us, every July is our Independence Month. Become a patriot. Declare your independence from big mobile companies. Break free from big mobile's hidden fees, the line charges, the complicated pricing. Start celebrating simplicity with Patriot Mobile. And the pricing is simple and straightforward. Patriot Mobile also covers your switching and installment fees as a contract credit, up to $1,500 per account when you join. And from each Patriot's bill comes a contribution to the vital donations of conservative organizations that fight for freedom every day. What a great month to remember that. This month, enjoy a new Motorola E4 or an E4 Plus smartphone for only $4 a month. Save over 40% on this terrific water-resistant phone, perfect for summer, and help bring about conservative change. Independence has never sounded so liberating. Don't wait. Offer only available while supplies last. Make the switch today by calling 1-800-A-PATRIOT or by visiting www.patriotmobile.com forward slash you. That's patriotmobile.com forward slash you. Be a patriot. Switch. Make conservative change happen every time you use your cell phone. Patriot Mobile, your new cellular resource for patriotism. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Oh, the little town of Hobbs, New Mexico is being talked about all over the world right now. A statue of the Virgin Mary at Our Lady of Guadalupe Catholic Church has appeared to be crying since May. Nobody can explain it. Unless and until somebody proves otherwise, it's being considered a miracle by a lot of people. At least it is by the people in Hobbes and all the people who have been coming from all over to see it. We have Bishop David David Zubik of the Diocese of Pittsburgh on the phone right now. Bishop, really, thanks for being here. Good to be with you. Good to be with you, John, and all your listeners. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. And I, I my first question is: Is the Bishop of Las Cruces, New Mexico? Which, uh, interesting enough, I think means the crosses, does it not? Yeah, crucis, right? He's and uh, but that's the the name of the diocese. Yeah, but but it's Bishop Oscar Cantu, and so I know him well. We served together on the Catholic Charities USA board together. So he's a very fine man. So he he's dealing with this now. What would you be required to do if this were happening at say uh, St. Bernard Church in Mount uh-huh. Lebanon? What would you, what would well, it mean for you? Well, you know, in actuality, John, maybe most people don't remember this, but we did have a, a situation like that way back in the 1990s uh, at, at Holy, what was the Holy Trinity Parish in Ambridge, where there there was a crucifix where there were tears that were, that, or at least people uh, alleged that there were tears coming out from the eyes of Christ. It was on Good Friday, and I, I think that was in maybe 1989 or 1990. So I think the thing that you want to do is, you know, you, nobody wants to discount possibilities, you know, because God reveals himself most often in very uh, ordinary ways, you know, I mean, you do something that's that, that's exceptionally uh, virtuous, and that could be an inspiration to me, that's one of the ways that God can work through each of us, 
But there are times when God can work in in supernatural ways, and and that's exactly what uh, their their uh, the Bishop Cantu is investigating here to see. Well, exactly, let's check out all the possibilities. And apparently, you know, they, they've been checking uh, checking it out to say, well, it doesn't look like anybody tampered with the statue, and uh, you know, there's no. Uh, uh, a natural explanation for how this is all happening. So uh, they're they're ramping up the investigation to get the Vatican involved in it, so that they can, in fact, um, you know, confirm whether it is uh, a supernatural event or or not. You know, the, the situation that we had in our diocese back in eighty nine ninety uh, turned out not to be uh, uh, you know a, a supernatural reality, but uh, this one is still under investigation. Well, they've tested the tears, and it appears to be olive oil, and it's olive oil with a flowery scent. Tell us what the significance of that is. Well, first of all, olive oil is a very uh, significant uh, symbol in the Catholic Church. Uh, on uh, Holy Thursday morning, every bishop of a diocese, or all the dioceses throughout the world, blesses this oil, and the oil uh, is... Uh, uh, is used in three sacraments. Uh, it's used in the sacrament of baptism, the sacrament of confirmation, and when a man is ordained a priest. And uh, it goes back to the Old Testament that when you're blessed with this particular oil, uh, it's a sign that that you that you're you're being chosen by God for a very special task. And so the the chrism, and I think, is from what I've read in the um, uh, from what I've read in the articles about this particular statue that that's what they've they've tested this. Uh, the substance to be is to be you know chrism, so that has already has a, a sacred symbol to it. The the fragrance, uh, uh, whenever the, the you know whenever I bless the oil that that, that becomes that is the chrism, uh, we pour a whole bottle of balsam perfume in it, and the symbolism of the perfume is a sign that the person who's blessed with it is very much loved by God. And so that's an important part of the symbolism of chrism as we use it in those three sacraments. So the fact that at this particular point they have uh, determined that the, the, uh, the substance that appears to be on the face of, of Mary is in fact chrism. And, uh, you know, uh, Bishop David Zubik is with us. I, and the only explanation would be that somebody was sneaking around somehow applying that substance to the to the statue because they've i mean it's a hollow statue the company that sculpted it says they have no explanation and and you know it's pretty simple to if they wanted to they could put up a security camera to find out if anybody's tampering with the statue but apparently i'm assuming they've done that well, they have. The articles that I've read have said there are security cameras in the church, and there's no there's no indication that somebody would have tampered with a, with a statue. So that gives all the more reason why they want to do a further investigation of it. And how skeptical uh, are the priests at the church and the, and the bishop there? How skeptical are they required to be by their position in the church? I mean, you don't want it. You're rooting for it to be a miracle, obviously, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I think the thing is that, from what I read about Bishop Cantu, that he's being very careful to make sure that um, uh, they're going to take every avenue they can to uh, to you know to prove that this is true or to to find evidence that says that it's not. You know, so I think that's an important consideration in all of this because he didn't immediately dismiss this as saying, "Well, uh, this is a hoax and it doesn't have any uh, any bearing." I mean, the fact is that you know God can choose, as I said, to to reveal himself to us and his messages to us most often in very natural ways but sometimes he's going to use supernatural ways and this could be one of them but but uh you know the, the bishop of the diocese there is making sure that he's using every channel to investigate it now would you say that the the pope has been made aware of this by now um, well, I, I think that that would go through the Pope's ambassador in the United States. I, there has, I haven't read anything on there that says that it, it that it it did already go to the Pope, but I know that the, the bishop said that he was referring this to uh, to higher authorities, which would in fact be uh, to take it to Rome. And um, at what point? I mean, if this if if how long will they go before they decide that they can't they can't prove anything and they can't. They can't disprove that it's just a miracle. That it's uh, there's no explanation for it. How, how, I mean, how long will this process go on? Uh, I think until they come up with some definitive answers. You know, like one of the things that uh, uh, you know that is ongoing. For example, is there are an awful lot of people who uh, who go to pilgrimages to Medjugorje, 
and uh, and indicate that they have seen uh, images of the Blessed Mother. Uh, the Vatican still hasn't uh, confirmed that that's uh, that those are genuine apparitions, but they're they're continuing to investigate it. So uh, the the length of time is unpredictable. It's uh, you know it's when they come up with with proof that um, that that's proof without any kind of doubt. So you know, I'm sure that they're going to investigate it and then come up with some, you know, some response. When we had the same incident in our diocese, it was a couple of months that you know they they uh, looked at all the evidence and they had determined that it, that uh, that you know that it was not uh, uh, the tears coming from the eyes of Jesus. What 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 actually was the the uh, result of all that? What did they find? Uh, the, local the, 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 the the definitive result, results were maybe it was the lighting you know on it that made because the, the crucifix of course was was hanging pretty high in the church yeah uh, and so I think that uh, when somebody claimed that there were tears coming of course that drew people from all over the place mm-hmm. you know from on that Good Friday and and all the way through for the whole weekend but as they examined it they had professional people who uh, came in to uh, take a look at all uh, different angles of the crucifix. They determined that it was a uh, that it, it was the lighting that caused people to think that there were tears coming down the eyes of Christ. And we're talking to Bishop David Zubik of the Diocese of Pittsburgh um, about a statue in New Mexico that uh, people are claiming uh, a statue of the Virgin Mary that has uh, been crying olive oil tears, uh, and they can't they can't prove it's not happening. So uh, my my question also would be uh, there are. Um, the Catholic Church does have examples and and locations where apparitions have been uh, at least confirmed in the eyes of the Church. Correct, Fatima. Absolutely, so Fatima Lourdes. Right, those are those are powerful examples. You know, so I have to say that um, last October I led a pilgrimage of of uh, of about fifty people from our diocese to France, and we did go to Lourdes, and it it really is very impressive to to see uh, a site where there was a confirmed apparition, uh, you know, of the Blessed Mother, and, and over the course of all these years since that happened in 1858, the first apparition happened in 1858, how many people have gone to that particular site, and it's a, a sign of people's faith and their, their trust that, you know, uh, God continues to break into our own histories with His love. Can you think of other events like this, like the one in, in New Mexico, that were never explained, but, but were not designated as a place for pilgrimage like that among lords yeah sure i think i think those those are very powerful examples or you know another a very powerful example is um uh, if, if people go to Poland uh, and it will go to uh, the the black Madonna in uh, Częstochowa, Poland there's a there's a, a good example of uh, you know a number of people who have gone there and have prayed for for healing and and uh, they eventually they you know they they are healed of of uh, any malady that they may have so there are there are places that have been confirmed for uh, those kinds of connections with God. Uh, last thing, uh, Bishop Zubik, uh, this this is uh, obviously to me anyway a much bigger deal than someone you know finding a potato chip that appears to be in the, the shape of a religious icon. These kind of crazy things pop up all the time, but this one doesn't. It, it's not going away. Well, I think in the, in, it's being handled in a in a, uh, in a very uh, sacred way and also a very professional way as well, too. So I think that we just have to stay tuned for, for further reports on what's happening there. Hey, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to be on with us. Thanks, Bishop. You're welcome, John. Any, any, any time. God bless you and all your listeners as well. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that is Bishop uh, David Zubik of the Diocese of Pittsburgh. And, you know, there have been plenty of... It happens all the time. Somebody, as I said, somebody finds a potato chip in a bag of uh, or a, a Dorito or something where they think that there's a, a some kind of a uh, a resemblance to a, a an icon to Jesus or to something, and you know nobody takes the, and many of those things very seriously. But the reason I had the bishop on is I, I've read about this a couple of times, and I don't I don't see anybody coming up with an explanation. So. Uh, the bishop hasn't doesn't have an explanation yet, but he's obviously not ruling it out. So stay tuned. We'll see what happens out in Hobbs, New Mexico, with uh, the statue 
uh, of the Our Lady Our Lady of Guadalupe. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, switch gears here a little bit. Talk about the feminization of American boys. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The White House disagrees with a Russian proposal that would allow the Kremlin to interview Americans. During talks in Helsinki, Russia's Vladimir Putin offered to allow U.S. access to Russians accused of election meddling in return for interviews of Americans accused by the Kremlin for unspecified crimes. On Wednesday, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders said the offer was under consideration. But now Sanders says the president disagrees with it and hopes Putin will have the 12 indicted Russians come to the United States to prove their innocence or guilt. Greg Clugston, the White House. Meanwhile, President Trump has asked National Security Advisor John Bolton to invite Russian President Vladimir Putin to Washington in the fall. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 135 points. The Nasdaq dropped 29. The S&P lower by 11. Oil up 70 cents to 69.46 a barrel. This is SRN News. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200 300 or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code RADIO20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to read your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code RADIO20. Jay Sekulow agrees with the president's meeting with Putin. I would rather take a political risk in pursuit of peace than to risk peace in pursuit of politics. This comes on the heels of some in the Congress telling the president he should not be meeting with Vladimir Putin in light of the uh, indictments that came down in the Russian interference. Look, I think not talking to the Russians is a big mistake. Jay Sekulow live. Weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 1250. The answer. Public policy discussions should be civil. That's a given. But that doesn't mean they can't be forthright. Using weasel words undermines the force of argument and opinion. And there's no value in opinions that say everything but say nothing at all. This is Colin McNichol. I write what I mean and mean what I write. Every Monday and Wednesday in Colin McNichol at Large an exclusive feature of the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy. And it's found only at AlleghenyInstitute.org. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. You know, we all talk a lot in America about security, and rightly so, but one thing we don't focus on nearly enough is our financial security. That's why I want to tell you about my friend Kevin Bach at Integrity Retirement Solutions. Kevin has spent more than a quarter of a century helping the people of Pittsburgh build a better, more confident retirement. He does that by focusing on the different parts of your financial life, income planning, tax planning, health care planning, even legacy planning. All of those things need to work together for you to have a more secure financial future. Call Kevin at 724-837-3553. 724-837-3553 to see if he can help improve your financial future. Call today for a complimentary consultation at 724-837-3553 or online at integrityretirementsolutions.com. That's IntegrityRetirementSolutions.com. Hugh Hewitt was compensated, and his opinions are his own. Integrity Retirement Solutions is a financial services firm that offers a broad array of products and services, including insurance, licensed in Pennsylvania. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
is a very busy ride on the outbound Parkway East, starting around Forbes Avenue out to Edgewood, Swissvale. Slow inbound from Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West, heavy inbound. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Now we are seeing uh, some closure of Old William Penn Highway in Monroeville between Haymaker Road and Glenwood Drive, and that is for some paving work and looking busy both ways over Veterans Bridge. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 67 degrees. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with a shower or thunderstorm spots late in the day or evening, high 84. Some clouds around tomorrow night, 66 degrees and mostly cloudy for Saturday with a shower or thunderstorm around, high 78 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. The feminization of the American man or boy has uh, been an issue for me for a long time. It's a topic that uh, can get you in trouble because lots of people will immediately assume that, uh, you know, even that if you even talk about it, you're a misogynist and or you hate women. Or I guess that's the same thing. But anyway, neither is true in my case. I started talking about it long before anybody had heard of toxic masculinity, which is a term you hear thrown around all the time now. And I think a lot of it starts early in school where boys are expected to act more like the girls and where most of their teachers, by the way, are women. It's one of the many things that have made it impossible for me to come up, uh, just impossible for me to come up with the words to describe how glad I am to have grown up when I did as a boy. Believe me, my friends feel the same way. Of course, I had a lot of friends, something young boys may be missing today. Annie Holmquist of intellectualtakeout.org is here to explain why, if that's possible. Annie Thanks for being here. And why are boys having trouble making friends now? Go ahead, Annie. Um, yeah. Well, I think there are a number of reasons why. Um, the first one that kind of comes to mind is that we have now equated in society guy friendships with gay relationships. So if there are men or boys who don't want to be accused of this, they feel that they have to stay away from forming these types of friendships that, you know, before it was common (laughs) to have guy friendships and everything like that. But another major thing, I think, especially with boys, um, is that they are more physical in nature. And society today kind of um, tends to say, oh, we don't want that physical aspect, Um, that's getting into bullying, you're being too rough and tumble and everything. But um, a lot of times that piece, the physical piece, um, is really the way guys connect and um, communicate with one another. And when when my grandson was in fifth or sixth grade, they weren't allowed to play with a football during recess because somebody might get hurt. Uh, (laughs) When I was a kid, we played a game called Kill the Man just about every day. Now, I'm sure that if we played it now, we'd have to change it to Kill the Person. But yeah. uh, to be correct, but um, but that's an issue, isn't it? That they yes, that they're, they're just not allowed to. There there people are always afraid somebody's going to get hurt on the playground or wherever. Yeah, exactly, and also to the types of toys that boys like to play with. Um, you probably remember the famous pop tart incident, where the kid chewed the pop tart into a shape of a gun and went bam bam, and you know he got in huge trouble for that. But I think really in general, <laughs> not just recess. But um, play has been taken away from kids uh, because they're so structured and they go from school where it is structured to home where they have maybe soccer or other activities and they're always go, go, go and they don't have any downtime. You, you reminded me of something with the thing with the Pop-Tart. I, there was one with the pizza, too. A kid ate a, took a, bite, a couple of bites out of a piece of pizza and thought it maybe looked a little bit like a gun. And so yeah. we pointed at somebody, and I guess the teachers had everybody dive under the tables, and it's just, oh my it's, yeah. But uh, there was a there was a story. I don't know if it was locally. Um, I can't remember. I, I can't remember if it was locally or I saw it somewhere else. But a kid took out a a gun, uh, like a a little gun that came off of like a GI Joe, a a, a toy, mm-hmm. the size yes. of your the size not not you know can fit in your hand. Yes. So the gun was like. Two eighths of an inch long, maybe an inch long at the at the most. He took the gun out on the school bus, and 
uh, he got suspended for for having that. Oh, it was yeah. a, now here's the thing though. The best part about it is, and I, I can't remember if it was local. I hope it wasn't. But um, the I, there was a quote from the teacher that said the kids were traumatized. Okay, <laughs> now it's not bad enough that the that the <laughs> that the that the adults act like idiots and 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 overreact to the uh, to the kid pulling out this little toy. But they actually say with a straight face that an eight or nine or ten year old kid, when he saw that little gun that he would have known is not <laughs> was from a toy that he probably yeah. had himself, was not a real gun. They they actually say the words that the, the children were traumatized, and peop and and other adults hear them say it, and they don't say, "Wait a minute, are you kidding me?" If they have been traumatized, then what have you done to the kids to get them to the point where they'll be traumatized? By a gun that's the size of their fingernail. How, how does oh, that work? I, yes, I couldn't agree more. That is exactly right. Where we're just if if we're not teaching them these values and to be disciplined and self control and um, to have control over their emotions, then we're, we're teaching them wrong. You know, they should be able to handle these real life aspects and know how to. Um, deal with them appropriately. Yeah, uh, so boys are kind of on lockdown now. Is that the case in, in schools? It does seem to be that way. Um, just like you mentioned earlier, um, teachers a lot of times are female, and it's not necessarily, I mean, just the whole school system is really set up to um, benefit girls more. That's kind of how they learn in the structured, they're very more orderly, tend to follow rules e- easier, um, the graded system, the standardized testing and everything. And and boys need to get out. They they tend to be a little more impulsive. Um, they're very creative. They think outside the box. Girls can be this way too, but um, if we're stereotyping, that tends to be the case more. And they really need to get out and and do other activities and stuff in order to succeed. So when we kind of keep them in this little box all the time, um, it really puts them at a, at a disadvantage more. We're talking to Annie Holmquist of intellectualtakeout.org. And, uh, Annie, you've written uh, a lot on this subject. You wrote a piece a little while ago, a few years ago, asking if if boys are being over-medicated. What the answer did you come up with? Yeah, well, that was really fascinating because um, I was looking at a study um, I think it came out several years ago, but it was from the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, and they had found that ADHD diagnosis in general had increased from, um, I think it was, let's see, about 8% to 11%, um, 8% in 2003 to 11% in 2011. But what was interesting is that um, boys, of course, they had quite a much higher um, percentage of those ADHD diagnoses. And I think in t- 2003, it was 11% of boys were diagnosed with that. And then that has skyrocketed in just a few years to 15.1%. So they are really suffering quite a bit more from the ADHD diagnosis. But a lot of times, it seems like these diagnoses they treat the symptoms instead of the problem. So um, it kind of goes back again to teaching that self-control, the appropriate times to be rambunctious and the appropriate times to be settled and calm and everything like that. And again, it goes back to who's in the classroom. As a female myself, I know it tends to, it's hard to adjust to having boys being very rambunctious and everything like that. But I think women do need to say, you know what, hey, men and women are different. And and, and encourage boys to have time to get out and, and let that energy off. And um, is it, it's also a reluctance to just, that seems to be growing. It, it, doesn't, it seems to be going in the wrong direction. The uh, willingness to accept the obvious fact that boys and girls are different and boys are now suffering from that big time. Yes. Definitely. I think some of that is because we are so fixated on equality and our definition is somewhat has become that equality is the same as sameness. Um, I I really like what uh, Alexis de Tocqueville said in his Democracy in America. And he said that when we try to make the sexes equal or the same, we end up degrading both. 
And so I think we're seeing that, especially with the boys, that they're getting the brunt of the degradation right now. Did Alexis actually say that way back in 17, whatever that was? Yes, believe it or not. I love that when there are so many authors who just seem like they predicted and they could see in the future, like, well, maybe, that's exactly what we're struggling with. So. Well, maybe, maybe it has something to do with it just being, you know, common sense that uh, uh, most human beings had back then, and that's, what, 250 yes. years ago. Um well, the nuns I had in Catholic school didn't didn't need no drugs, um, and <laughs> and I'm, I was thinking of this as I was getting ready to do this, have this conversation with you, because we were going to talk about uh, uh, the fact that I it's, it's been my observation with my grandkids that most teachers at the elementary and middle school level are women, and mm-hmm. I just remember now I had I had women teaching me, but they were nuns, and you didn't mess with them, so it didn't matter that they were women, yeah. you were terrified of them. But I didn't have. I went to high school for four years here locally, at a Catholic school. There was not one woman on the faculty ever in the four years I was there. I was never taught by a woman. Really, nope. really. Was it an all boys school? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Okay. And I didn't. I, I didn't miss it. I didn't. I don't remember thinking, "Geez, you know, I wish we had a w- woman." We had a really good-looking woman who who um who was in charge of the vending machines in the cafeteria, and it was an all boys <laughs> school. So she got. We looked at her. We we had a. We paid her a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah. And you know it's funny well, I, that I bring that up, but it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I just thought about it. I had the, a, a reunion a few years ago, uh, two years ago, and she she came to the reunion. We had no no oh. women teachers there. She came to the uh-huh. reunion, and she was the star of the of the. She's like eighty nine <laughs> years old. She so was the funny. star of the reunion. Yeah, it's great. Lil yeah. Parada. Yes. Well, I think in that situation too, you know, boys thrive. And both sexes thrive when they are um, in the single-sex situations. They don't have to compete or, you know, get attention so much from the opposite sex so they can actually focus on learning more. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you something. I um, I went to school there in the 60s, and I think it's unanimous. If I, if you, if I would run into somebody, that I, a guy that I went to school with today, and ask him if he would ever do it differently, no girls, not, not one would change. Not one. And, I have heard the same. Yes. Yeah, and and if you talk to somebody who goes to Central Catholic now, they don't tell you that boy. They, we wish they had girls there. You don't hear that. But how are yeah. how are boys and Boy Scouts going to be able to be boys now that girls are coming in? They're not in yet. I think next year they show up. Yeah, isn't that that really? I feel like that is so sad. But it's kind of what is happening all over. I mean, you even see it at colleges where it's become this. Oh, we have to be inclusive and let everybody in and. But it shouldn't matter so much. I mean, just let them have time alone, and that's good. You can grow. There are plenty of times where both sexes can be together and everything. Well, and you, I, yeah. I think you referenced or you linked in one of your stories that I saw that Harvard has come out and said that, uh, I don't know if they, they don't like you or that they you're going to be considered uh, unworthy of certain things if you show in your application that you are a member of a single gender organization. So that would include a fraternity, I would guess. Yes, I I believe I remember something about that as well. So yeah, same thing that we're talking about here. Yeah, so they're so they're they're actually it's become an evil thing. And I guess it requ- mm-hmm. that would refer to women too. They're not supposed to be in um an organization a sorority. Um it's not Yeah. But it, for some reason, it seems like the the men's organizations are singled out a little bit more. But yeah, here locally we have Central Catholic High School, which has uh, been around for ninety years, close to ninety years, really? maybe more. Yeah, it's I think in the twenties, and it's been all boys. And I'm just wondering mm-hmm. how long it can survive. I mean, at what point does somebody show up and say, "I I, I want my daughter to go there. It's not fair," and I just hope that Central Catholic doesn't cave in. I guess some places are caving, aren't they? Yeah, it does seem to be that way, which is, is very sad. So um, where do you see this going, Annie? What can what can fix it? <laughs> well, that is a good question. I think, you know, waking people up, and I, I do see different strains of that in all this craziness that we're having in society, um, whether it's the, the boy friendships or not, um, other things as well. I think people are beginning to say, you know what, this just doesn't make sense. And I think that is the best way that we can. Um, that's what we're kind of trying to do at Intellectual Takeout, 
is to point out the problems with the politically correct ideas that seem to be confusing people today. So I think the more people educate themselves, um, look at these things and say, you know what, politically correct does not always mean right. And that's going to be a big step in the right direction. Well, I hope you're right, because I see these things and my reaction is, we're doomed when I see it. So, I, you know, I hope, I hope you're, I'm wrong and you're right. Thanks, Annie. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, that's Annie Holmquist, uh, and she uh, has written a lot of good stuff on that subject. She uh, writes at intellectualtakeout.org, and we'll be right back. This is Mike Howard, General Sales Manager at Salem Media Pittsburgh. You've heard me recruit for salespeople for quite a while now, always looking for professionals who just have to be in the sales arena because they love the hunt for new business, have those antennas up, and just simply know how to get appointments. Well, I'm here to tell you that is still exactly what I am looking for, but not just to be in radio. Salem Media Pittsburgh truly is much more. So much so that all of our team's titles have changed to Integrated Marketing Strategist. What that means is we now incorporate everything regarding digital marketing into our daily services, from web design to social media and reputation management, plus all things digital marketing, including retargeting, Facebook, SEO and SEM, and much more. So if the sales skills I mentioned before apply to you, plus you have a knack or even experience in digital marketing sales, you definitely need to contact us. Would you do that, please? Log on to SalemMedia.com and click the Careers link and search Pittsburgh to apply. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 671 That's 800-671-7070, 800-671-7070, or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. Catch a wave at Waldemere, our massive wave pools and ocean of fun. You can brave the waves or bask in the sun with tides to ride. It can't be beat. Swim, splash, and play in the summer heat. work hard to recruit the best talent for your business so you understand how important benefits are today's candidates are looking for more than just insurance and retirement accounts they want benefits they can use every day and perks that help them achieve that all-important work-life balance with veridesk standing desk solutions you can create the healthy office culture they're looking for where employees can move more throughout the day so they're happier healthier and more productive The new Veridesk ProDesk 60 Electric is the perfect way to create your active workspace. It's a commercial-grade electric standing desk that lets you sit or stand with the touch of a button. And it assembles in under five minutes with no need for professional installers or labor costs. The ProDesk 60 Electric ships for free. And thanks to our 30-day guarantee, if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. To learn how you can try the ProDesk 60 Electric in your office, visit veridesk.com slash radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com slash radio. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Steigerworld, and I'd be interested in your, I'm always interested in your comments. Uh, we didn't have time to take many today. i got a couple minutes left here. Uh, a guy I know named Patrick Bruce, he tweeted, uh, here's all you need to know. I went to my grandson's eighth birthday party and started a kill the man game. 
and the mother attacked me. Seriously. It doesn't surprise me at all. And first of all, they probably were deeply offended that you used the term kill the man because they thought that the kids would take it literally and be traumatized like the kids with the eighth of an inch gun that they were traumatized by. Um, just to give you an idea, again, my wife said to me uh, this morning, I think it was, she said, maybe you shouldn't talk about how old you are all the time. You see, I, but I said on the first day that I did the show, I'm not apologizing for that. I'm going to be 70 in October. I'm also uh, going to take a nice long bike ride 10 or 12 miles when I leave here. So I, and my grandfather wasn't doing that when he was 70. So I'm not apologizing for it because that's, I, I bring a lot of experience to, the, to this show because I've been around. So when it comes to sports, I saw the 70 Steelers. I can compare Terry Bradshaw to Ben Roethlisberger because, you know, I saw them both play. So stuff like this I can talk about with some kind of credibility because I lived it. And if you want to think I'm only saying it because I think everything that happened back then is better than what's going on now, it's not. I'm just, I'm just giving you a perspective uh, to give you an idea of how things have changed and why I'm glad when I grew up when I did. Um. When I was in grade school, the just picture this happening now. The teachers, this was at St. Bernard's School in Mount Lebanon, the teachers who were known as coaches because they were men teachers and they had a really good football program there, they organized snowball fights. Would, if, there, if we had a good snow, we, we expected the, them to come around and get us set up. And he'd say, okay, fourth, they'd say, okay, fourth grade over here, fifth grade over there, and we would have snowball fights against each other so just just try to picture that happening today and and how the kids would be traumatized well the kids wouldn't be traumatized especially the boys anyway they wouldn't be traumatized at all but the the mothers would be and they would go insane and sue and maybe call the police and uh, youth services or whatever it's called the county organization that rescues kids from abusive parents so uh the kids now are 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 traumatized by uh guns the size of their fingernail uh i was allowed to have an organized snowball fight on an asphalt parking lot so i consider myself lucky a quick uh uh, sports note here manny machado of the uh orioles was traded to the to the dodgers huge star 31 home runs a year he averages 30 home runs a year major league baseball as it has been for a long time is a joke we will see you tomorrow The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.